What are NFL quarterbacks really worth? Helmets off is on. Okay, folks, welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here, and we are talking today about Dak Prescott demanding $40 million a year. Now, I know it's crazy money. Just so you know, to give you a perspective of where we are in the world of sports and all that stuff, the entire salary cap... The first year of free agency was $32 million. So what that means, people, is every team had to spread $32 million around to 53 players. And now today, Dak Prescott is saying, I want $40 million a year. And a lot of people are saying, good luck, Chuck. It ain't happening. And everyone's like, well, you know, Dak Prescott's good. It's like, yeah. Dak Prescott's good, but he's not established himself as this elite level. He's never in the discussion of the top five. I'm not even sure he's in the discussion of the top 10. And and uh, and he's had some time to kind of make a, a case for himself. You look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, in a short period of time, will make $40 million a year guaranteed not even a question uh you can just see it right now the talent russell wilson who just re-signed and kind of is the new poster child of the most recent signed quarterback probably in my opinion is worth 40 million dollars a year drew Brees actually signed a contract for less money knowing that he's kind of at the end of the road drew Brees is worth 40 million dollars a year Tom Brady is worth $40 million a year. Maybe someone like, uh, you know, if, you, if you're just going on talent alone, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger, you know, the problem is, is he's just older. And so his window, his window of opportunity has certainly shrunk. So th- there's, this, the, there's kind of this thing that goes on with, with these contracts that's fascinating. And that is usually – they overpay for a guy somewhere because the market sets itself. And so there's just a, there's kind of a, there's a, this, this window of where all of, all of the contracts are. And so it's in that over $30 million range somewhere in there. And, and Dak Prescott was offered $30 million a year, which is insane, which is awesome. <laughs> and people go, well, why are you balking at $30 million and putting your foot down at $40 million a year? Part of it is that you don't want to be the idiot. That's really what happens. You're this agent, and you want to be the smartest guy in the room, and you're a quarterback. You want to make him look like he's the very best player since sliced bread. And so you you hold out. You hold out so you look good, so he looks good, and you also set a new precedent. And teams know this, right? They know. And so they're in their mind, they're like, what out there is better than Dak Prescott? What are we going to find? What are we going to get? What are we going to develop? And they just say, we're going to put, we're going to budget in so much money for our quarterback position, kind of based on talent level. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, it's a no-brainer. Like, you just go, 
Yeah, when your contract comes up, um, Patrick Mahomes, what do you want? It's not even – there's not going to be a long discussion about it. But when you're Dak Prescott and the discussion comes up and you want you want to be you want to be the benchmark, you're not the benchmark today. You're just not. I'm I'm not sure that you have I don't I I don't I just don't think think that Dak Prescott has the upside that Patrick Mahomes has. I don't know that he's going to marketably get better than he is right now. Maybe Jason Witten coming back helps. I don't know. I really don't know, but it just you feel like you kind of know what you have in Dak Prescott. Russell Wilson to me is I uh, maybe a similar type of player, but a better player. The Russell Wilson just a better player than Dak Prescott. He's wh- whatever it is. It's it's this intangible, and I like Dak Prescott. I think he's good. I think he's overrated though. I really do, and I don't think he's worth. million a year, and he's going to have a hard time getting it. But the Cowboys just at one point may go, oh, well, we're not going to find anything better, and he's pretty good. And he is pretty good. He's not not garbage. Uh, But someone's going to overpay, and it might be the Cowboys. They might overpay for Dak Prescott because the reality is Kirk Cousins is overpaid. He just is in 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 Minneapolis. He's 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 overpaid. Uh, there's a couple other guys that maybe are on on the cusp of that. But uh, I just I just look at I look at Dak Prescott and I just say this is a tough one. All right, I'm going to take a break. But when we come back, who is the quarterback in the NFL today that maybe flies under the radar? Maybe gets a lot less credit because everyone complains. Oh, the quarterbacks get everything. Oh, they, everybody loves the quarterbacks. And maybe there's a guy out there, or two, or maybe three, that's uh, not getting the kind of respect that maybe they should. You want to check this out? So stick around. Helmets off talking about quarterbacks and their ridiculous salaries or their salary demands or the fact that some guys get overpaid, some guys get underpaid, and it's it's not always on your pro your production that really um, sets your value because there's no value on Tom Brady. Seriously, I mean they're just but Tom Brady's a smart guy and he goes, look, I'm going to play for you know three or four more years and I want to win. And I and I don't need I don't need every last dollar. Dak Prescott, young guy, goes, I want every last dollar. And there and it's silly because people go, Well, what's the difference between thirty million and forty million? Or what's the difference between thirty five million and forty million a year? Really what really matters? How much of that is guaranteed? That's all that matters in contracts for NFL players. And surprisingly and to the benefit of the players more of the money is actually being guaranteed today and i then in my era and i think part of that is because 
the way the game is played now, it the likelihood of an, an injury, career ending or season ending, is a lot less. I mean, that was part of why contracts weren't guaranteed and what have you, and careers actually are really short. So there was just less of a likelihood for this guarantee. Plus, the players' union and players' associations been very poorly run, put together, and been cohesive and firm about what they want. You know, and it's a fascinating thing, which I'm I'm not going to get into today. But the the baseball, basketball, much better at how they, as a collective union, have handled things, and so contract situations are better. Benefits for retired players are better. There's just a lot more that's better. And there's so freaking much money that's in the NFL that they could handle all of this. The ones who have really benefited, like, beyond ridiculous have been the owners. I mean, you're an NFL owner. It's it's insane what what your value is. Uh, crazy. So we're talking, we've been talking about Dak Prescott and how he's a guy that is demanding $40 million a year. Which is it's it's new territory. It's unprecedented, but it's probably not likely with him. Someone else, yes, but not him. So what I thought was interesting is we've talked about maybe some of the guys who are overrated. Who are some of the guys that are kind of flying under the radar? Who are some of the guys that maybe maybe I don't want to say are worth forty million dollars, but maybe they're they're not getting the due necessarily that they were that they're, they're due they, they should get more respect than they actually are uh and and i think you might find this a little interesting but as i look through so so there's a list of all the players that are ranked and i'll just tell you one who i think actually and i understand he's at the end of his career but it's eli manning and I'm not saying that because my producer Manning, Matt Madison loves Eli Manning to the point that she stalked his childhood home in New Orleans a year ago. It really happened. It was the highlight of her, her time in New Orleans was seeing Eli Manning's childhood home, which she has pictures of, by the way. And, and so it's not for that reason. And I, I get that he's probably at the twilight of his career but for some reason, everyone wants to talk about how bad Eli Manning is. And, he, and of course, he's in a huge market. He's, he's a guy that's won two Super Bowls. He, his career stats are, are staggering. Like, he, he, has, he, has, he has all the Giants records. He has, he has a Hall of Fame resume as a quarterback. As much or more than a lot of guys who have gotten in and gotten in recently – and yet, for some reason, he's always diminished. He's always been minimized. He's always and, – and I'm not really sure what it is. And, he, and well, I know what it is. Eli's a little goofy. I mean, he's just a little bit goofy. And he's not this, he's not this guy that shows up on the cover of, G, of GQ. He's not Tom Brady. He, he's not this crazy personality like maybe some of these young guys like um, – Baker Mayfield or or even Philip Philip Rivers is very um outspoken. He's he's demonstrative. He's a trash talker on the field. Eli's just kind of an aw shucks uh kind of like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm here kind of mentality, but he gets it done and he's gotten it done. Last year he had a, a very solid season. 
a very solid season. And he's had a remarkable career. And I realize that he's not this guy that's going to be the one that's going to get the next big contract. They're figuring out who's going to replace Eli. Who's the next guy? Is Daniel Jones the next guy? And and uh, and I just think it's a little bit unfair and not genuine, a little disingenuous that people are so so down on Eli Manning. And I'll give you another one. Joe Flacco. Every for whatever reason, and I, I've just been I was always really impressed with how Joe Flacco threw the ball. Winning, you know, he's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, he's been in a – Baltimore's a tough place to play quarterback because there's been such an emphasis on this defense. And really this team builds to defense. And they've had a long in a short in a short lifetime, they've had a long list of really, really Hall of Fame caliber players playing defense. Ed Reed – Ray Lewis, Rod Woodson, I mean, and there's, I mean, Terrell Suggs. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of, uh, a bunch of really good players. I mean, great players that have played on that defense. Probably, probably a a, a greater uh, conglomeration of players, defensive players, and great talent than any other team in the NFL. It's phenomenal defensively for for such a long period of time. So it's hard as a quarterback to really get that respect. And, of course, the shiny new object, this whole spread offense, run and shoot, whatever you want to call it, dual threat quarterback, Lamar Jackson type, has come into the NFL and for a brief moment of time has changed the attitudes of teams. And I'm just telling you, you have a running quarterback, you don't have a quarterback. You're eventually going to get hurt with that guy. You just are. Uh, and you just are. And so Joe Flacco kind of gets tossed to the woodpile. And I will be fascinated to see how he handles being in Denver. Because believe it or not, Denver has a really good team. And they have a really good defense. And they have an organization that understands the value and how to kind of nurture a quarterback. I would not be surprised to see a resurgence of Joe Flacco in Denver. All right, I'm going to give you one more. And this is going to be a little bit, um, I think this is going to be a little bit of a shock to you, who I'm going to bring up. Mitchell Trubisky. This is a guy that consistently has gotten better, got his team deep in the playoffs a year ago and only his second year, and no one really talks about him. You know what people talk about in young quarterbacks? Jimmy Garoppolo, who's played eight games. Oh, he's going to be amazing. Jared Goff, who actually got to the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz. Uh, they're talking about Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. And, and I'm not saying these players are bad. I'm just saying they're not talking about Mitchell Trubisky. They're talking about uh, the defense of the Chicago Bears or why they can't have a kicker actually kick a field goal consistently. They're not talking about the Chicago Bears quarterback. And if you want to talk about a tough place to play quarterback, Chicago has not been friendly to NFL quarterbacks. And I think this is a guy that has a lot of upside. He really is a talent. And uh, it'll be interesting, especially with a coach who understands and can be creative like Matt Nagy. So it'll be it, – I think he's a guy that flies under the radar that you'll talk more and more about 
down the road. All right, there you have it, folks. Helmets off is, well, it's now off. We're powered by kslsports.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Helmets Off Podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off Show. And, of course, until then, we'll catch you soon. Thank you.